Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. One week till race time, baby. It's here. We only have one week left of treading water, desperately trying to find things to talk about that are in some way tenuously related (laughs) to the soap opera of uh, Formula One. My favourite thing about Formula One during the break, the socials, how quickly Formula One social media just turns to absolute dog shit. They're so desperate in their, like, vaulting desperation, (laughs) pleading with you. Like... I wouldn't be surprised if one day Formu- <laughs> Formula One, like uh, Instagrams, hey, do you remember Formula One? Do you remember <laughs> it? Do you still like it? Will you still watch it when it's on next week in Belgium? It'll be better than last year, I promise. It's just a clip every day of some 30 seconds of a race 10 years ago. Hey, do you remember this race? Do you remember Brazil 2016? Do you remember, remember that? that? That was fun. You still like Formula One, don't you? Clip, it's like Carlos Sainz, but he's wearing the McLaren clothes, so I know it's an old dog shit bit of footage. <laughs> you know? Remember yeah. when Seb Vettel was at Ferrari and they ruined his life as well? Wasn't that good? <laughs> Hi, I'm Josh Weller. And I'm Alfie Brown. And this is Dirty Air. I want my sport back. I don't like these thirst trap drivers. Lewis in the gym with his beads of sweat rolling down his ever-increasing tattooed torso mm. while he's while he's off in Kenya is it finding George, out who he is. George Russell leaning over the edge of a weight bench with like uh, extraordinary like plates hung from his neck, doing all those neck strengthening exercises like he's about to enter a cock sunking competition. You know there's a Formula One movie that's in production that Brad Pitt's producing. Okay, yeah. Let's go through the entire grid. Who's playing who in the F1 movie, okay? From the back of the grid, who would play Nico Hulkenberg? Um, (laughs) He's still there. Nico Hulkenberg would be played by... um, Do you remember uh, American Pie? Stifler. I was going to say Stifler. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Sean William Scott. Is that his name? Sup, fuckers. Fuckers, fuckers, fuckers. He also uh, looks like he could be played by the Shermanator. He looks like both of them. <laughs> we were up doing the wild thing all night. 
It's horrific how much of that terribly dated movie is just stuck in my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel that way about Ace Ventura. Okay, Nicholas Latifi, I'm going with, um, who's the guy that is, plays the manager in every film? He's in Sideways. I am not drinking any fucking Merlot! That guy. Paul Giamatti. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Paul that's Giamatti's good. playing I Latifi. I might have gone with Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi, like this, uh, but like, um, Fargo-era Steve Buscemi. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up, Donny. So this is where it gets tricky because we're entering like race now. So Alex Albon, not Formula One race, race, racial race. Yeah. So who who would play Alex Albon? Because he's sort of limited to like Thai actors. This is the problem I have whenever there's like fancy dress or, you know, on the few occasions where someone's gone, who would play you in a movie of your life? And I'm like, I go, well, how many brown actors are there? Who, who do so you who say? Would, me, I just say Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I always say Daniel Kaluuya for me. <laughs> <laughs> Mix it up a little bit. <laughs> who would play Alex Albon? Hang on, let's look up Thai actors. Thai, ac famous Thai actors. Um, Mario Maura, Prince Superat. I didn't think we'd be entering a hot water by doing who's going to play who in this movie, but uh, we have. I'm going to go with Nadech. Okay, yeah, cool. I'll, 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 two, I'll, go, I'll go second on that. Moving on! <laughs> Lance Stroll. Who would play Lance Stroll? Um, do I, you know, I don't think he'd be played so uh, as drawn. He'd be a cartoon character. And you know the kid who Pinocchio meets when they all get uh, taken, uh, like kidnapped to that island. And then he like tries to corrupt uh, Pinocchio into smoking cigars. And then he turns into a donkey and he can't understand what's happening to him. That. Okay. Uh, I mean, what are I, you going to do? I, <laughs> I don't know if I can allow it just because I don't know if this movie is going to be animated and... Um, real yeah, life. But it could be like Roger Rabbit. Yes, it could be like Roger Rabbit, Alfie. <laughs> Any film could be like Roger Rabbit. <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, Timothy Chalamet. Oh, that's very kind to... And you have to... No. Because Timothy what Chalamet... Mean, no? Timothy Chalamet is already obviously who Timothy Chalamet would play. Who are you getting to play Charles Leclerc if you've not got Timothy Chalamet? Oh, shh. Okay, I didn't think that far ahead. Okay, all right. Okay, I'm going to go with... Um, uh, I'm going to go with... Um, okay, we'll keep it animated. I'm going to go with any of the Thunderbird puppets. Yeah, that's... Now, now, we're, <laughs> now, now we're... Now we're... Yeah, yeah, now yeah. Now we're doing it. Okay, great. Okay. All right. Um, Joe Guan Yu, Hugh Jackman. Perfect. Thank you. Carry yeah. on. Yuki Tsunoda. Hugh Jackman. Yeah, I'm going to go with... I'll go with Hugh Jackman, but you know the Wolverine film where he's in Japan? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> um, Mick Schumacher has to be... I mean, I want to see if we're going to pick the same actor here. Who's playing Mick Schumacher? Um, it's going to be... Uh, give me one second, because uh, I know exactly who it's going to be. I know which actor you're looking up. It, it's going to be uh, Cooper Hoffman. Is that the guy from Rocky? No, Cooper Hoffman no? is Philip Seymour Hoffman's son. Oh, no, I'm going with the guy in Rocky who has the buzz cut, who has all the technology, the Russian boxer. Oh, right. I don't you know, know? It is. No, no, I wasn't looking that, that up. I wasn't looking that up. Or maybe that guy from Alien. No, the maybe the woman from Alien with the buzz cut. Okay. You know? When the guy comes up to him, he goes, uh, the butch guy goes up to him, goes, and Aliens. He goes, does anyone ever mistake you for a man? And then she goes, no. Do they with you? That's good. Sebastian Vettel. Gary Oldman. Mm -hmm. Perfect. That is absolutely perfect. <laughs> Done. Move on. And he's going to have to get... I want it, but the same pro the same prosthetics people from the Churchill movie, but just just for him to look more like Seb. 
<laughs> like from from the the profile, you know, of him where he has to he has to wear that wig. He has to get into character. He has to go live on a farm for six months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be a real like true romance throwback kind of it looks wise, wouldn't it? Pierre Gasly, who's that? Who's that wrestler that isn't the Rock? That John does Cena. Now? Dave Dave Batista. Oh my God! No, no. Because Dave Batista has a because his neck is like the size of two way traffic. It's yeah. like <laughs> he, he has this this huge veiny neck. So he's Pierre Gasly. Okay. Um, and also Dave Batista's bald, and I feel like Pierre Gasly is sort of really trying to hide. That he's he's sort of got that young guy comb over, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's really he's got a lot of gel in the sort of widow's peak area of the uh, mm. the receding that's going on. Mm. Um, who who would you have play Pierre? Or do you think mine's fine? I think uh, you know John Cena is good, but also like I, I George Saint Pierre, the ex UFC uh, fighter who's now in some films. I think he was also in maybe was he in the last Bond film? Bald guy who's very good at combat scenes. Yeah, I like I like that we're both picking bald men who can fight. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of Gasly, you know, in that. Daniel Ricardo. Uh, I'm go. I'm I'm going with Tom Cruise. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or or who played Crocodile Dundee? Not no. to typecast him. No, 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 that, no. That's, that... Paul, Paul Croc- Hogan. Paul Hogan. Is that his name? That's not a knife. Call that a knife. This is a knife. I, the thing is, is I feel like Tom Cruise should also play Lewis Hamilton as well, but we'll get to that. Okay, well, I'm really interested to hear your reasoning there. Um, because they're buddies. Because Lewis nearly got a role in Maverick, Top Gun Maverick, didn't he? Okay. Race seems to ma- matter to you a lot more in some areas than others. <laughs> they said that they said that Lewis was offered the role of the uh, of the pilot in the movie, but he couldn't do it because of scheduling, which I don't think is true. I think he couldn't do it because of acting. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I'm inclined to agree with you about that. Kevin Magnuson. Uh, one of the puppets at the Return of the Jedi, the little Ewok <laughs> puppets. That's what I'd have. <laughs> Playing him. <laughs> I think that's appropriate and good. All right, yeah, I'll give you that. That's, good. that's brilliant. Thanks. Uh, okay, here's a good one. From uh, Alpine, 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 Macopine, um, Fernando Alonso. My name is Fernando Alonso. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Are we looking beyond Antonio Banderas for the part of the film? Part of the part of the. Part I mean, who who's a who's a sort of Spanish? What about um, Javier Bardem? Yeah, or Mandy Patinkin, who played uh, the character who says, "My name is Fernando Alonso. You killed my father. Prepare to die." Oh, I've got it. I've got it. Kate Blanchett. Yeah, that's great. Just she's perfect because she played Bob Dylan. She can play she? anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kate yeah. Blanchett can do it. I want to see Kate Blanchett in a suit with a beard, chomping on a cigarette, smuggling drugs into a, some South American country, playing Fernando Alonso, shagging his way through the summer break on his yacht. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. I've got a good one for him. Go on then, please. I'm going with Christoph Waltz from Inglorious Bastards. I think that there's a kind of charisma problem in that I'm not sure that you could ask Christoph Waltz to reduce his charisma facility to the required amount to play Valtteri Bottas. Okay, uh, Christoph, um, you're being a little bit too charming on camera. Can you... <laughs> Tone it down a little you... bit, Christoph. Yeah, just uh, be a little... Can you just be a little less fun all round? <laughs> 
Okay, Esteban Ocon. Who's playing our beloved French geek nerd computer camp loser? Uh, the kid from Arrested Development. Oh, Michael Sarah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's really good. Mm. George Michael. That's really good. Mm. I was going to go with the lead guy, Jason from American Pie. Yeah, Jason Biggs. That's good. But I think, yeah. Yeah, okay. You're both good. Both good. And we've both gone for pretty much two generations of the same character. Lando Norris. I'm going to get that that kid from Stranger Things that's like 12. Yeah, that's good. Or Elliot Page. Uh, who's playing Ham Ham? Uh, well, you've gone with Tom Cruise. Uh, I... Uh, I'm very happy to go with Tom Cruise. What about Will Smith? No, no. I feel like there is kind of, at some point, there has to be a, like, uh, a famous uh, biopic of a black man who doesn't get played by Will Smith. But I think Will Smith needs the work. No, I think it should be Chris Rock then. To fuck with, (laughs) just to fuck with Will Smith. (laughs) I think Will Smith could play a good him. You know, every Will Smith film where he cries, where he gets really worked up. I didn't need him when I needed to, to, to learn how to shave and I don't need him now. Like, how come you don't want me, man? <laughs> Just he'd be perfect to play Lewis. That era and, Will Smith is good. Yeah. 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 And, and he's already been at all the races waving. the. Fa- I don't think he's getting invited to any races anytime soon. Do you not? He wasn't even at Miami. Yeah. Because it was about a week after he slapped Chris Rock upside the head. Upside the head. Keep Toto's name out your fucking mouth. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Carlos Sainz, any Thunderbird. Yeah, you're going to go Thunderbird again, okay. Him and Stroll, both Thunderbirds. Virgil. Yeah, we need a couple of puppets in the yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, We've got a couple of cartoons and a couple of puppets, good. On Carlos Sainz's Instagram, he posted a picture of some holiday snaps. And I don't understand how Carlos Sainz has, like, the hairiest geography teacher arms. And then his body's, like, from, like, halfway up his arm all the hair's gone and he just has this perfect is that laser hair removal you'd have to think wouldn't you it, there's no way i don't understand how look at his arms they're like robin williams arms right <laughs> <laughs> it has to be laser hair removal do you know what i'm maybe going he with was the gra- like- i'm robin williams is going to play i'm changing my carlos science to robin williams okay i'm happy with that it's not your fault it's not your fault Shut up. Shut up. Is that Charles Leclerc saying shut up? It's not your fault. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. It's not your fault. It's Mateus. It's Mateus' fault. (laughs) George Russell, I'm going to get Brent Spiner, who played Data from Star Trek. Okay, great. Because they look exactly the same. Yeah, I'll allow you your mention, your weekly mention of Star Trek, and I'm glad we got it out of the way soon. Sergio Perez. Sergio Perez is going to (gasps) be played by, I know who he's going to be played by. Stephen Graham. <laughs> I was going to go with either Chip or Dale from Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. Yeah, those are both good as well. But Stephen yeah. Graham's uh, like, um, we we he, he he very versatile actor. Played in Boardwalk Empire. Who was he? Uh, Al Capone. Yeah, uh, yeah. We got a we got a shower, got some food, then we figure out who to kill. Yeah. Plus, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we got a shower, we get some food. Then we figure out who to kill. Yeah, that's who I want playing uh, Sergio Perez. I don't think we've taken into account like who is who could play that scene after Sergio won Monaco mm-hmm. and he got absolutely hammered and started twerking up against those twenty-year-olds and then fell off the boat. Who has the range to play that level of? Who's the guy in like? Is it like Apocalypse Now where he has like a complete breakdown on camera like yeah. Martin Sheen? Maybe it's Joe Pesci then. Joe Pesci. <laughs> 
Joe Pesci can do can do violence and slapstick. Do I look funny to you? <laughs> Charles Leclerc. Timothy Chalamet. I think there's someone more. I think Ryan Gosling. Mm, he's not. No, he doesn't have that like um, you know broad alpha energy that uh, Ryan Gosling has. I think there has to be something about the kind of fuckable. This sounds like an awful phrase, but you know the fuckable kind of teenager <laughs> who's just discovered smoking and like Keats and is really interesting. That's what Timothy Chalamet and and you know there could be a really kind of cool scene where. You know, he tries to fuck a peach. <laughs> he tries to get the car to say, uh, Charles, Charles, Charles. And then he says back to it, uh, Ferrari, Ferrari, Ferrari. Does Matt Damon play, is Matt Damon playing Max Verstappen? It's a good shout. I don't mind it. I, I'm going with the kid from Toy Story who tortures the toys. Yeah, okay. Well, that, if we wanted to be cruel to Max, uh, then that would be the one that we would go for. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so you're gonna going for Andy from Toy Story. No, 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 not Andy. The Sid, the kid that tortures the oh, toys. Oh, Sid, Sid, yeah, Sid, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sid. So play nice. Who's directing the movie? Are we going Michael Bay? Or are we going Wes Anderson? Is it going to be Art House? It depends what sort of race is the focal point for the event. Because if it's one of those races where nothing happens, I thought Paul Thomas Anderson might be quite a good shout. <laughs> yeah, is he the guy who did that licorice pizza? Yeah, where yeah, nothing, yeah, yeah. nothing okay. happens. So, okay, so if it's if the if the film is about a Paul Ricard race, it's mm-hmm. Paul Thomas Anderson. Yeah, but if it's about the last race, if it's about Abu Dhabi twenty twenty one, it has to be like Michael Bay or if um, it, Roman Groschon's. Uh, you know, the, the the man on fire race is Michael Bay. Oh, oh um. The the Belgium Grand Prix last year, the one where they did three laps behind a safety car and then announced the winners, that's David Lynch. It's going to say Sofia Coppola. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, same, same, okay, same, okay, similar great. vibe. Or it could be um, sort of Woody Allen if the film's about Esteban Ocon. You know, he's just a little French nerd that's in a world where he doesn't belong, and his, his parents <laughs> had to give up their day jobs. <laughs> So that he could learn how to drive a, a sports car and he never felt comfortable. All he wanted to do was be a writer. <laughs> Final question. What is the name of the Formula One movie? Um, we went car racing. <laughs> Who, who's going to play Michael Massey? Who's playing the villain? Gene Hackman. Oh, that's good. That's really good. Yeah, okay. I'll give you Gene Hackman. Alan Rickman would be a great Michael Massey, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Schwarzenegger as Toto Wolf, obviously. What's the matter? See, you got you pushing too many pencils, Michael. This is so not right. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to play Gunther Steiner? Uh, well, that would be a good Christoph Waltz character. Oh, yeah, that's fuck. That's really good. Yeah, he'd be really good. Christian Horner, though, yeah. is what I want to know. Oh, who's going to play Christian Horner? Okay, um, who's short? Who's a short actor? We can't go, we can't cast Tom Cruise in three. Yeah, and we can't have Stephen Graham again. Like an Eddie Murphy film, you know, where Eddie Murphy plays like 20 characters. Yeah, Dustin Hoffman. Oh, yeah, that's good. I don't know if he's quite short enough. Um, Zach Brown is Will Ferrell. It's a shame that Vern Troy is dead. I don't think we really to need to worry about who's dead and who's not. Uh, what, what have you called the film? I'm going to call it 1F Formula. What about Deg? Mm, that's nice. What about that? Just that. Because it's like, it's short, it's punchy. Formula One fans will know what it means. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's really nice. Yeah, okay, cool. 
So the so the 2023 regulation changes have just been released. Do you want me to read them out very quickly? Uh, if you would be so good, that would really help me out. Sh- should I do it like Ace Ventura? Um, All in one breath? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you could, yeah. Okay, here we go. Regulation changes have been altered to reflect a 15mm height increase at the outer edge of the floor for 2053 with no more than 5mm vertical, vertical deflection with a 250N load is applied in the downwards direction and no more than 5mm ver- vertically when a 250N load is applied upwards. For 2022 this has been 8mm and 12mm respectively and therefore requires the teams to build in more stiffness to pass through the requisites. Changes to the geometry of the floor's edge have also been ensued to tidy up any loose ends that the governing body may feel slipped through the net during 2022. In a a related move, the FIA has also reduced the number of holes required to measure conformity from 6 to 4 with 2 in the central section of the plank considered redundant. Front wing changes. The teams will be given a little more freedom in terms of adjustability, though, as currently the flaps are only able to have 35mm of adjustability with the FIA graphic 40mm from 2023 onwards. Furthermore, the fillet radius between the elements and the brackets that can be used has been increased from 2mm to 4mm, a change that is shared with the rear wing too. Roll hoop changes after Zhou Guan Yu's crash, uh, crash owing to increased demands in its geometry 935mm above the preference plane, while any parts constructed about this must be able to withstand a 15G impact with the ground and be made from an abrasion-resistant material. Seven helmet cams per race and fuel. The fuel in the car must not be colder than the lowest of 10 degrees centigrade below ambient temp- temperature or 10 degrees centigrade previously 20 at any time with the car when the car is running after leaving the competitor's design designated garage area. Four breaths! Not bad. Now, listener, you couldn't see Josh while he was doing that, but I could. And there was such an incredibly pained and swollen expression on his face. It really did a lot for me to watch. My neck was ghastly. It was actually, yes. There was there was veins there that I've not seen before on you. Good rule changes, though. How the fuck is anybody going to police that? Like, just... Like, what the fuck is... <laughs> whose job is that? To go, excuse me, Zach... Zach, that fuel is more than 10 degrees above ambient temperature. So can we sort that out, please? <laughs> For fuck's sake. We don't want you carrying that kind of advantage into the race. I want to play, I'm going to play some soft piano hotel bar music and a, now and a woman going up to a guy at the bar. So uh, what do you do? Well, I work in Formula One, the pinnacle of motorsports racing. Oh, my God, that's so cool. What do you do? I measure ambient temperatures of the fuel <laughs> after the race. <laughs> <laughs> this is the funny thing about Formula One is how the disparity between how technical the regulations are versus what 90% of the fans of F1 like, which is Charles Leclerc in an ice bath. Mm. I don't think there's another sport that is on one end so technical and on another end quite so like the Kardashians. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's tried to... The Venn diagram of intrigue is spread between people who like men with sort of moist deltoids getting into motor cars and going a fast pace (laughs) and people who like words like parabolica and ambient fuel temperature and need to kind of think about the way that the wind hits the wing in a certain angle and what that will do for the downfalls of the car. And, you know, and I think I I think they're both wrong. And I actually don't know which one we are. I think we might be neither. I think we might just be doing this. Yeah, I know. I don't think we're either, yeah. I've um, So I've written some uh, regulation changes that I'd like to see in Formula One next year. Okay. Right? Because I think those are awfully technical. Let's make the race a little bit more fun. Okay. Okay. okay so my first change is every race, there's one driver who's never raced in 
a sports car. So like just you or me? Yeah, just you or me. So like you, you might like like a court service. Like what's Ju- it called? Jury you service. have to go to court. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So w- every race, just one random person gets called up to go and race in Formula One. Given how you did on your like driving day at Silverstone recently amongst like amateur yes. drivers, how do you think it would yes. feel for you to be? I just, I don't want to make any judgments, but I imagine you'd be starting. Oh, and that person gets to start pole. Yes, that's exactly, yeah, exactly that. They have to start at the front. Okay, which would be so much worse for them as well. Because you just started at the back, you could sort of just drive around at 20 and kind of ignore people. Yeah, exactly. But have to to navigate everybody, be terrifying, absolutely terrifying. And they don't get a helmet. Okay. Maybe this is like, (laughs) you know, like a punishment for some sort of criminal, like some particularly heinous (laughs) criminal. Ooh, speed, this is is new speed awareness training. (laughs) So basically you break the law. And you go too fast. Oh, were you driving 30 in a 20 in Islington near a school? Right. Off to, uh, you know, off, off to Silverstone you go. We're going to stick you at the front of the grid. You like going fast. Let's see how fucking fast you like going now. Yeah. You're never <laughs> going to drive fast again after this. That would, that would help. Uh, what, about, what about this one? What about, if, what about if every race next year was in Russia? That's interesting. Um, why? Well, just because, you know, because Nikita Mazepin said it was mean that they didn't... Oh, just as a little him... sort of mea culpa, sorry for yeah. excluding you, Nikita, off we go to Russia. Which, by the way, while we're on it, if you don't follow Nikita Mazepin on Instagram, it's it's like watching... I've never seen an... He's like eyeing up his sister in every He's photo. the Shermanator. He's the Shermanator. <laughs> and sometimes when he's nervous, he pees his pants. <laughs> Your memory and ability to pluck lines from those films at will is quite astonishing. I wonder, when was the last time you watched it, honestly? Oh, honestly, three months ago. (laughs) (laughs) I just thought, I wonder how badly American Pie's aged. And I rewatched it and, oh, it's aged horrifically. But Eugene Levy's performance in it is, is just comedy gold. Yeah. I want you to be very careful when you're putting on the corsage. <laughs> okay. Um. Uh, I think what would be quite a good idea is if we had, if like each, there was no such thing as drivers and teams being linked together anymore. And it just went in a carousel. So you had like an internal carousel with all the drivers on there and an external carousel with all the cars on there. So one week, one driver would be at this team. Then the next week they'd be at the next team. Then the next week they'd be at the next team. And they do the whole season on a rotor so that every driver got to drive every car throughout the course of the season. That's really good. That's that's actually a good one. It's actually like a fun one, I've just written mostly silly ones down. No, I know. That's just Um, a serious one that I wanted to mention. I said that Monaco should be on Mm go-karts. I really like that. That's also quite a good idea. Or they should just be old cars that that where you can overtake. Just one race where they have to race like like the the 2000s era, McLaren, Mercedes, 2007 era. I think they should all... Uh, have to drive one of Nico Rosberg's uh, classic car collection and watch them oh, get so and good. watch Nico commentate on his cars being destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
do you mean um, ice cream shop owner and YouTuber Nico Rosberg, or do you mean twenty six uh, twenty sixteen Formula One World Championship Nico Rosberg? Which well, do I don't mean? know. They're very different people, and I confuse them all the time. I think the wheels should have those. You know, like in Roman chariots, they had those like those like razors on the wheels that would like like cr- mm. like you know cut the car. Mm-hmm. One one car should have that in every race. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a nice idea. I like that a lot. Oh, every car should... Bernie Eccleston should give every driver a gun. Yeah, in the glove compartment. Boom, pop a tyre, overtake. If you're in Monaco, it's probably easier to shoot the car in front than overtake it. <laughs> I feel like if they take that rule change to uh, America, uh, Lewis Hamilton's going to come off a lot worse than any of the other drivers. He might be the only F1 driver in history to get stopped by the police. <laughs> I also think that if you crash, you're, there's a, a, a reserve car like they used to have in the 80s. So if you crash out, there's a reserve car that you can jump in. But then you have to drive the other way around the circuit. <laughs> yeah, I'm really... That's that's good blue sky thinking, I think. Yeah, love it. And this is my last one. My last regulation change for 2023 that I want to see is if it comes down to a final race championship decider... Um, you, it has to be the wives and the girlfriends racing, or the partners. What if any of the drivers are single? Then uh, spouse, and no, then a uh, next of kin, like on an um, emergency medical sheet. Okay, you know? so we could have we could have Albon's mum. Oh my god! Oh my god! See, who wouldn't want to watch Albon's mum racing in her prison overalls? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh. And then you'd get Jos, like, it would obviously be Jos Verstappen for Max. No, but no, it could be his it, go- it, Max's girlfriend, wouldn't it? Yeah, but if they break up, if they break yeah, up. Yeah, it'd be Jos, yeah. That would be a really good, like, final fight scene in a movie, Jos Verstappen versus Albon's mum. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Every week on the show, we are joined by a different guest from the Formula One paddock. We've been honoured with uh, guests such as Jos Verstappen, Christian Horner, Michael Massey, Roscoe the Dog even joined us a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Nico Rosberg joined us last week. We get the guests to write in and tell us what they do when they're not racing at the pinnacle of, of motorsports. And uh, this is our first ever Formula One driver. Who's and it's so us. kind of him to have written it, really is. It's a very engaging and full day that he's told us about. And not just any day, quite a special day. I can't wait to introduce this. Thank you so much for writing in um, to Dirty Air for a day in the life of Lando Norris. I wake myself up every morning kicking, thrashing and bucking in my bed. I've been to see several child psychologists about it. No one knows why. I think it highlights three key aspects of my personality. I kick ass and I kick against the pricks. I thrash any other driver who smiles at me and I buck trends. And I'll also buck your mother. Cool jokes. (laughs) I jump out of bed all by myself. I sleep on the top bunk, which makes it even cooler because the top bunk is further off the ground. Making making my way to the bathroom for a standing up piss, I kick my pinball machine while singing my favourite song. Although I just really can't believe that I wouldn't be much better at pinball than a deaf, dumb and blind kid. My bathroom is painted neon because neon is the best colour. I've bought my first piece of art, a giant lit up sign of the word lit. It's clever because it says lit and it is lit. 
and I have been tempted to set it on fire in the past to make the wordplay triply good. As you can tell, I like jokes. Um, I see my reflection in the mirror. Yeah, cool. My third week of the month shadow is setting in and I consider shaving. I don't. <laughs> I am happy as I slide down the banister for breakfast. Mummy cuddles me as I eat Cheerios. As she cuddles me, I feel this hot, seething and inescapable furnace of feelings. My cheeks start to burn under what was once familiar comfort, but now confuses and depresses me. Is it sexual? I notice her breast on my shoulder. Lurching out of my seat, I say, fuck you, mum. I feel a wretched and guilty devastation as she calls out after me. It's okay. I don't blame you. Your body's changing. Fucking bitch. I think she knows about my wanks. Sometimes I forget and I leave them in the sink. (laughs) I'm famous, so I like to enjoy that famous. By being famous in front of people. If you aren't being seen by people that know who you are, you might as well not be famous. I wander around my favourite shops in conspicuous clothes and wait. After 45 minutes in M&M world, someone comes up to me and says, Hi, big fan, could I have a photo? No, I say, and my endorphins go wild. I love M&M world. Every time I go in, I say, guess who's back? Back again. Lando's back. Tell some M&Ms. But they don't seem to get it. Then off to American Candy, where I buy nerds, marshmallows, Twizzlers and Oreos. For dinner, I take my luscious lady to a Michelin star restaurant that George had posted about on his gram. I'd prefer if it was a Pirelli star restaurant, I say. No one seems to get it. Because it's a fancy restaurant, I have taken my own crayons. I eat something salty called an anchovy, horrible, and I start eating the crayons instead. I give my girl her birthday prezies I spent all day on. I pass her the M&Ms, the Nerds, the Marshmallows, the Twizzlers and the Oreos. And then I have to ask, embarrassed, if I can eat them as I'm hungry, as I've only had an asparagus stem, anchovy and crayon for dinner. We get the bill and I ask for the service to be taken off as the waiter didn't get my Pirelli joke. Me and my girlfriend kiss with tongues and I feel a giddy swell in my balls. And then I remember my mother's boob on my shoulder and I desperately try and focus on the time I saw my girlfriend's areola. But it's too much and I panic sleep just off Park Lane on the street and mummy has to get me and drive me home. All the kissing and areolas and sweeties is too much and I rush to the bathroom to do a wank. I hate myself. Is God watching? Does everybody know? I pass out on the floor of my bedroom, unable to scale the bunk. I vaguely remember my mummy shout, good night, knowingly. I wake up at 4am and remember, the sink! I panic sleep again and hours later, I wake up thrashing and kicking and bucking. And today, I remember why. There we go. Thanks, Lando. (laughs) Thank you. That was very... good sport. That was so open of him to share that with us, wasn't it? I feel like we really got to know a side of Lando that we all suspected was there for a long time, but he's never really let us see. He opened up so beautifully, and I respect him a lot for that. Oh, what a great podcast. Um, this has been Dirty Air. Um, we'll see next week. Racing, finally. I can't Get wait to talk about Get those lazy millionaire ab boys off of their hammocks and back in a car now. Mm-hmm. Tell me about it. I don't don't care where you're going on your daily run. Get in the fucking car. Get in the 
fucking car. Get in the fucking car. All right, um, that's going to be our tagline from now on. Yeah. There's a non-race week. <laughs> get, in the, get back in the fucking car. Hey, I've been making pasta. Get in get the fucking car. <laughs> I'm Josh Weller. And I'm Alfie Brown. And this is Dirty Air. Five, four, three, two, one. Thunderbirds are go. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.